This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hagistilianos. As a teaching pastor for more than 35 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. The worldly cares you meditate on and thoughts you ponder can directly impact your health. The title of this series, Don't Lose Your Mind, might suggest that pastor will be addressing your mental health, but in fact, this unique message has little to do with mental and everything to do with the battles fought in a man's heart, his spiritual health. Because as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. In battle, the Christian soldier needs the mind of Christ and like Christ, seek to take every negative, sinful thought captive. Hopefully, you'll revolutionize your very thought process, forgetting past failures and rejection, thinking God thoughts, remembering only the good and holy, ridding yourself of a worldly mentality, and focusing only on what God is saying. Realizing that if we don't capture our thoughts, they will surely capture us. Certainly, doing it any other way but God's way is the sure way to lose your mind. I mean, I'm striving every day to get this perfect peace. And that's a little bit of what I want to talk to you about tonight is how to get the perfect peace. As a matter of fact, I've got a, uh, I want to really focus in on the second part. It says, whose mind is stayed on you. So we understand that if we're going to have peace, then our mind is going to have to be stayed on Jesus. All right. This this involves our mind. We have to do something. We have a part to play in affecting the perfect peace of God or bringing into effect the perfect peace of God into our lives. And that is that we have to keep our mind on him. Our mind needs to be stayed on Jesus. So tonight I want to title this message, Don't Lose Your Mind. Don't lose your mind. So many Christians have lost their mind. I want to talk about seven things that we need to do or should do with our mind or should be doing with our mind. And if we do these things, then we're going to keep ourselves focused on God. And according to Isaiah chapter 26, we will be in the perfect peace of God. How do you like that? Isn't that good news tonight? You can live in the perfect peace of God if you don't lose your mind. Your mind has all to do with it. Amen. I know a lot of Christians that have lost their mind. I know a lot of people that lost their mind. If we're not walking in the peace, it's probably because we've lost our mind. That's why I titled this thing tonight, Don't Lose Your Mind. Don't lose your mind because if you keep it where it's supposed to be, you're going to enjoy the perfect, absolute peace, uh, the perfect peace that God has. And dear God, that's what I want to live in and that's what I want to enjoy. Is everybody with me? The first thing we need to do with our mind in keeping, keeping ourselves from losing our mind is to renew our mind. Our mind needs to be renewed. And here in Romans chapter 12, and this is a familiar verse to many, many of us, but let's go to Romans 12 and verse 1. It says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. So presenting ourselves holy to God, and that doesn't mean perfect to God, but with a desire for holiness, with an understanding of, 
of holiness and the need for it and the desire for it, presenting ourselves this way to God, which the Bible says, what the word of God says, is our reasonable service. It's a reasonable thing to do that. Now, verse 2 says, and this is where I want to really focus in, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind, of your mind, so that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So the number one thing we have to do, and we could preach on any of these, but we don't have time to do that tonight. Number one thing, um, seven things we ought to be doing with our mind, number one thing is renewing it on a daily basis. Get a fresh supply of the word. Get tapes, get, you know, CDs, uh, read good Christian material. And then, you know, I want to say something about that too, because sometimes you got to put away the CDs, you got to put away the books. You got to put away what everybody else has to say about God. And you got to get into the word for yourself and start reading. Now, don't look at me like, well, this is way over my head. Come on. This is not over your head. This is baby stuff. This is first grade kindergarten. This is step A Christianity. Get into the word and start reading the word and renewing and refreshing your mind with a fresh supply every day. You'd be surprised how you'll start thinking differently. You'll be surprised how you'll be acting differently. You'll be surprised how people around you will see the difference in your life because you're renewing yourself every day by the word of God. Number two thing that you ought to be doing with your mind every day is love God with it. Did you hear what I said? Love God with your mind. I mean, think about God. Think thoughts of love. Speak thoughts of love to him. Love God with your mind. As a matter of fact, this is really the first step to the renewal process in your life. Because you see, if you don't use your mind to love God, because let me give you the verse in Matthew's gospel 27, I'm sorry, 22, verse 37. It says here, Jesus said to them, you shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with part of your heart, some of your heart, a piece of your heart. No, all of your heart and with all of your soul, some of your soul, a portion of your soul, all of your soul and with all of your mind. So this verse teaches me something. God wants all of me. He wants every part of me. He says to love him with all of, his, all of your heart, all of your soul, and all of your mind. Every bit of your thinking capacity ought to be focused uh, on God and loving him. You have to think loving thoughts towards God. How many of you keep God on your mind all day? Yeah, come on. You got to keep God on your mind. I'll bet you, but I talk to the Lord during the day. I have little conversations with him when I'm, you know, in my alone time, whether I'm at home or driving in the car or wherever I am, I'm talking to the Lord. I keep him on my mind because I love him with, with my whole heart, with my whole soul. And I also want to love him with my whole mind. I want to keep him in the forefront of my brain and my thinking. In the course of a day, there are a lot of things we want to think about that aren't really necessary or may not even really be very good for us. Anybody know what I'm talking about out there? Let's exchange those thoughts and think God thoughts. Let's think about him. So we've got to love God with not only our soul, not only with our heart, but all of our mind. And again, this is really the first step to the process of that renewal and that renewing of your mind. And uh, so love God, number two, with all of your mind. Think good thoughts. Love God with it. Number three, you purpose to set it in the direction that it should go. And when it doesn't want to go that way, pick it up and reset it. So you see, we have, an, we have active, an active part to play in walking in the peace of God because we see very clearly, he said, he'll keep us in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him. So how are we going to keep our mind on him? We've got to do these things. We've got to renew it, right? We've got to love God with it and force out every other thought. We've got a purpose to set it on the things of God. 
Get control. See, you have control over your own thinking. One man once told me, and I thought this was such a a powerful statement. He said, it's as easy to think a faith thought as it is to think a doubt thought. It's It's as simple to think a good thought as it is to think an evil thought. It's as easy to think a clean thought as it is to think a dirty thought. Is everybody with me? It's as easy to think a holy thought as it is to think an unholy thought. So, so what's the difference? We just purpose. We set our mind to think the clean and the holy and the good and the power and the perfect will of God. We purpose to think those things. And when we do that, the Bible says that we're gonna, he's going to keep us in perfect peace. So we have, we have to participate with God. If we're not walking in the peace, it's probably because we've lost our mind. Go over to the book of Ephesians. And let's look at this verse. Number four, you need to put it off and put it on. You can turn it off and you can turn it on. Amen? Thank you for that one week. Amen. Man, I think we ought to put this in reverse and go back to the worship time. I said, you've got to put it off and put it on. All right, go over to Ephesians. Let's see. Chapter four and verse, start at verse 20. And he says, but you have not so learned Christ if you indeed have heard him and have taught and have been taught by him as the truth in Jesus that you put off everybody underlined put off concerning your former conduct, the old man, which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lusts. So it's, it's teaching us something. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind. There it is again. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Now, the first, you know, the first thing you have to do according to this verse is to put off the old. How many of you in the course of a day get tormented with the old man or by the old man? All right. The rest of you are not sure. All right. Are y'all with me? How many of you in the course of a week have trouble with the old man? All right, we're getting better. Let me ask one more time. Here, let, me, let me give you the answer. Everybody sitting here ought to lift their hand. That's the, that's the correct answer. How many in this room in a given week have trouble with the old man? I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about your father or your father-in-law. I'm talking about the old you before Christ you, before you got saved. <laughs> he says... Put off that old man. In other words, we all have trouble with that old man, right? He says the the former conduct uh, of that old person, of that old you, he says, which which grows corrupt according to deceitful lusts. It's just, you know, lusts after the flesh. It lusts after things It you know, all this kind of stuff. But he says, be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And that you put on, everybody underlined, put on, the new man which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. So this verse is telling us we've got to put off the old man and put on the new man. So that means that in the course of a given day or a given week, I don't know how many times for you, but many times, you know, I could see the old man creeping up. Want to lose my temper. Want to say something that I shouldn't say. I want to think a thought that isn't a really good thought about somebody right now. And if they knew exactly what I was thinking about them, they wouldn't like it. Because I'm not too happy with them right now. Is any, everybody with me? But every day we've got to put off 
and put on the new man. And you have to remind yourself sometimes. Sometimes you got to almost tap the old man on the shoulder and say, hey, old man, <laughs> you're dead. What are you doing here? You're dead in Christ. Come here, new man. Put on. Let me put on the new man. You have to take off the old and put on the new. So we have to participate with God in this process if, if we're going to be kept in the perfect peace of God. People who do not live in the perfect peace of God have no control over their mind. Their minds are out of control. Their whole lives are out of control. And they wonder why they don't have peace. Peace, is, peace that comes from God is not just going to fly out of heaven like a dove and, and light on your shoulder and whisper something in your ear and turn, turn you into a peaceful thing. Peace comes when you learn how to get control over your thinking, over your mind. You begin to renew it. You love God with it. You uh, put it on and put, put off the old and put on the new. Come on. This is how you walk in the perfect peace of God. You have to force yourself into it. You say, well, Pastor Ed, it sounds like a lot of work. Well, it's a whole lot. It's not, it really isn't a whole lot of work because when you start to do this, when you start to take control over your thinking and your thought process, when you start to renew your mind by the word of God, man, there's a power, there's an anointing that comes on your life. You begin to fall so much in love with God and his word and his ways that you don't want that old man to rear its ugly head. You don't want to walk after the flesh. You do not want to think thoughts you shouldn't think. You don't want to do the things that you once did. You want to walk after God. Because you see how awesome and wonderful his presence and his peace is in our lives. Come on, give me a better amen than that. Go over, amen. Go over to 2 Corinthians. So you have to put it off and put off the old and put on the new. Go over to 2 Corinthians chapter 10. I'm sorry, uh, yeah, 2 Corinthians 10 and verse 3. And it says here, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not wage war or war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds. I love that verse. I love that verse. And then it goes on to say, verse 5, casting down arguments. How many of you ever had an argument in your mind? It's, it's sort of like that thing. There's, there's the, the dark angel sitting on this side and the, the, white, the white angel sitting on this side. And then, yes, you should. No, you shouldn't. Yes, you should. No, you shouldn't. Go ahead, do it. Don't you dare. Go ahead, do it. Don't you dare. Come on, how many people know what, know what I'm talking about? An argument that goes on. This is what the Bible is saying. See, this is this warfare. This, well, let me say, this is warfare. This is the warfare between good and evil, right and wrong, holy and unholy, right and, ri- and righteous and unrighteous. This is the warfare that we're constantly fighting. And, and if we're going to live in the perfect peace of God, then we're going to have to put our mind on God. And this is the way we're going to get control of, of our mind. And he says, casting down arguments... And every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, everything that does not fit into God's word and God's way for, for us, he says, bringing, into, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. So in other words, what we do is we bring those thoughts into the obedience of God. That's why you got to know his word. That's why you have to be in the word. Because when you, when you have to know the difference between right and wrong, good and not good, holy and unholy. 
And when those not so good and unholy and unrighteous, unrighteous things come our way that want to, you know, lodge themselves in our thinking, we have the fresh information because we've re- renewed our mind, because we've put off the old and put on the new, because we love God with our mind. We put it off and we begin the warfare. And, and let, let me tell you something, spiritual warfare is really fought and won in your brain. That's where it's fought and won, right there in your head. So the Bible says, casting down arguments, every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Let me tell you what, if you don't capture your thoughts and force them into the obedience of God's word, those thoughts are going to capture you. If you don't imprison your thinking and force it to obey God and his word and his will, those thoughts will imprison you and then you will be the prisoner of your own mind. (laughs) It's not God's fault. Sometimes it's not even the devil's fault. Sometimes you blame the devil. It's not the devil's. It's sometimes our lack of obedience or our lack of discipline to do the things that we know to do. If you're thinking a fear thought, take it captive and force it into obedience to Christ. If you're thinking a mean thought, Force, take that thought and force it into the obedience of Christ. If you're thinking an unholy thought, take that thought and force it into the obedience of Christ. Say, no, I no longer live. It is Christ that lives in me. The old man is dead, is gone. I purpose to put on the new man now with all of its power and all of its anointing and all of its promise and all of its hope and all of its future. I refuse to live by the dictates of the flesh of the old, of the old man. Yeah, maybe I had a temper. Maybe I was like this. Maybe I was like, but I refuse to live that way. I refuse to come under the bondage of that. I am renewed in Christ. And, 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 and be in the word where you're, where you're getting a fresh supply of God's word every day, renewing your thinking, transforming your mind. Some of us are, you know, we're poverty minded and we need to become prosperity minded. But you're not going to get that until you get into the word and you renew that thinking and get hold of it and don't lose your mind. Don't lose your mind. Hold on to your mind because it is the difference between being able to walk in peace and not. How many of you want to walk in the peace of God? Well, then your mind has to be stayed on God. And this is the way it stayed on God. So taking every thought captive and forcing it and making it obedient to Christ. If you don't capture the thought, the thought is going to capture you. Did you hear what I said? Let me say it again. This is powerful. This is a very important, important point right here. If you don't capture the thought, the thought is going to capture you. If you don't, if you don't bring down that thought of fear the moment it comes in, it's going to get hold of you. It's going to grow big. It's going to make you think that you are so afraid that you won't do something or you won't go somewhere. You have got to take hold of every thought you know, uh, a, a fear or doubt and unbelief. You've got to grab hold of that stuff and force it into the obedience of Christ. Don't lose your mind. Don't lose your mind. Your mind's supposed to be on Christ. Your mind's supposed to be on the word. Your mind is supposed to be on the power of God. Your mind is supposed to be on the future that God has for you. But if you don't, if you don't, if you don't grab hold and capture these stray thoughts that want to trip you up, they're going to bring you down and you're not going to be in the peace of God. So, so we've got to learn that one of the things we've got to do in our mind, we've got to force it to obey God. 
we got to force it, you know, um, to do what's right and to think what's right. We've got to force it. And if we don't, then it's going to get hold of us and it's going to force us to do and think and say things that we don't want to do, think and say. This is really important. Is everybody with me tonight? All right. So, so we need to bring every thought into captivity into the obedience of Christ. First Peter 1.13, you don't have to open to it. You can write it down. Number six, you need to protect your mind. And first Peter 1.13 says, therefore, gird up the loins of your mind. Be sober and rest your hope fully upon the grace that is, brought, is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. And the emphasis there is, therefore, gird up the loins of your mind. One version says, prepare your mind for action. The NIV version says it that way. Prepare your mind for action. 1 Peter 1.13, prepare your mind for action. That's the NIV version. I love that. In other words, get ready because there is going to be warfare in your brain. There is going to be warfare in your mind. So, so now we've got a purpose to do what's right. We've got a purpose to get control of our thinking. Amen? If you don't, let me say it this way. If you don't control your thinking, it's going to control you. So get ready. Prepare yourself every day. That's why, that's why I believe when you get up in the morning, the first thing you ought to do is give God glory. Before the enemy has a chance to you know, mess around with your brain, before the phone rings and you get a phone call and you know you got to deal with a problem, before the kids start acting up, before the boss starts acting up, before whatever it is, prepare your mind for action. You, you pray. You renew for the day. You focus on God. You put off the old every day and put on the new. Thank God that I'm a new person in Christ. Thank God that God's grace has saved me and cleansed me and his blood has washed me clean. Thank God that I don't have to walk by the dictates of the flesh. Thank God that he, who, he whose mind is, is focused on God, that person will be kept in peace and today my mind is on God. I'm going to walk in the absolute perfect peace of God and the power of God and the anointing of God with confidence confidence. Come on. So protected, gird up the loins of your mind, uh, prepare your mind for action because action is going to come. There is going to be action. And number seven, and you can write down first Corinthians two sixteen. You ought to have this confession every day. And it says in first Corinthians two sixteen, for who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? That's the question. And the answer is, but we have the mind of Christ. So another thing we ought to be doing is we ought to be speaking over our minds saying, I have the mind of Christ. Say it. I have the mind of Christ. Because why do we say that? Because the Bible says it. It says you already have the mind of Christ. So we ought to be speaking that over our brains and over our mind. We have, I have the mind of Christ. And if I have the mind of Christ, then I'm going to know the right thing to do. I'm going to know the right thing to say. I'm going to know when my brain is, when I'm losing my mind and I got to get it back. Amen. So, so we have the mind of Christ. And, um, and if we do all that, then the end result will be where we started. He will keep you in perfect peace. If your mind is stayed on him, if your mind is on him, he will keep you in perfect peace. Amen and amen. Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. 
If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. If you missed any of the hundreds of inspiring, life-changing Bible study messages of encouragement taught by Pastor Ray on this More Than Conquerors radio station, such as those on salvation, healing, miracles, faith, forgiveness, and many more, podcast downloads of all these programs are yours free of charge by simply going to PastorRayNY.com or WMCA.com and clicking on Podcasts. That's podcasts at either PastorRayNY.com or WMCA.com. Thank you for listening to and supporting this ministry of God-centered lessons of integrity and victory from the Word of God and being ever mindful that as life's challenges come, God's Word is truth and will always impact our lives in a positive way in making us more than conquerors.